Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm very tired today and I have a headache, but we're doing good. We're making it through the day. Yeah, it's the end of the day. Um, when you listen to this, it could be any time of the day. It could be. Welcome to the Creepy Ouija Show. My name is Leash. And I'm Taylor. And we're going to tell you some stories today, just like we do all the other times. <laughs> Every other goddamn week. Before we start, uh, I'm just going to update everybody. My surgery went very well. Um, I don't remember anything, but the doctor told my mom that it went perfectly. So uh, I have a checkup in two weeks, and then I will have further information. Hell yeah. Our girl's going to live. Yay. Yes, I'm going to live. I'm going to be totally free of any cancerous or precancerous cells. So thank you, everybody, for your support. Um, everybody was super kind and sweet and, um, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. We are here for you. So glad you made it through it. Yes. Me too. Alive and well. It would have sucked if I didn't. There would be no more podcast. There'd be no more podcast. I wouldn't have a roommate. (laughs) I would be lonely at work. You would have another cat and, well, my parents would take the dog. I, my entire life revolves around you. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> it is true, though. I mean, my life also depends on you very yeah. much. Just exactly the same amount. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Is everybody ready to hear about a cryptid? I'm ready to hear about a cryptid. All right. So today I am telling you the uh, the tale of the monkey man. And um, he was on the list of cryptids. But I am just going to let you judge this for yourself. This is a stupid story. (laughs) All right. Um, So in May of 2001, residents of India's capital, New Delhi, began reporting that a hostile monkey-like man was roaming the streets at night, terrorizing and attacking anyone it came across. Then, seemingly, it would just disappear into thin air. With each passing night... More eyewitnesses called in hysterically to give their account of the beast. Most people detail the monkey man as like coming from nowhere, out of the darkness, rushing them, and either biting them or scratching them. Some people claim to hear it scream first, and then it would either attack them or it would scream, and they would look up or look around to see where it was coming from, and it would just be jumping from the tops of buildings, so from building to building. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, all of the reports, though, were super inconsistent um, when it came to describing the monkey's features. Some described it as about four feet tall, covered in thick black hair, with a metal helmet, metal claws, glowing red eyes, and three buttons on its chest. And when I hear this description, all I can think of is that, like, symbol monkey. <laughs> all I thought about was fucking Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah, that lawn. too. So other people claim that Monkey Man has more of a canine or fox-like snout and that he could have been up to eight feet tall and very muscular. So, like, a sexy, jacked Monkey Man. <laughs> Again, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, some people claimed that 
Monkey Man was wearing roller skates. Oh. And that he would skate furiously away from its victim after having attacked. Sounds like a freak show. <laughs> it's like, like so just confusing. a really hairy man on roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely really crazy. There's a lot going on with Monkey Man. <laughs> I can't tell you what's true or what's not true. So, despite the ranging descriptions, hundreds of people saw this mysterious beast terrorizing the low-income colonies of East Delhi. At one point, there were so many attacks being reported that the authorities seriously considered that there might be, like, a group of beasts coming out at night to prey on the poor, unsuspecting er, citizens. So, like, maybe there was one that was four feet tall, and maybe there was a sexy jacked monkey. Man, (laughs) and maybe they were all just like coming out at night to bite people and then skate away. I don't, I don't know. Sounds like someone on basalt. (laughs) It does. Just biting people. Just having a little taste, a little snack. (laughs) Disappearing into the night on roller skates. Oh, it sounds like a good time. It does. <laughs> After days of these horrendous reports, authorities advised people to stay in at night with all of their doors and windows locked and suggested if that if you were to leave your home at any time of night for any reason, you would be doing so at your own risk. That's a pretty serious, like, public announcement. You know? I mean, like, yeah. Things were going pretty crazy in New Delhi. Authorities and... Young adults armed with axes and sticks would patrol the streets all night while right-wing Hindu activists strategically posted up with swords and scimitars around the areas that Monkey Man was likely to attack. So, like, they've got all of the police out and young people with, like, swords and short, like, knives posted up just waiting for Monkey Man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it didn't matter how many people stood by to protect their neighbors. Somehow, the monkey man was stealthily making it to rooftops where homeless people slept. Um, and homeless people would sleep on the rooftops to escape like the sweltering heat. Because in New Delhi in May, uh, it can get as hot as like 100 degrees. Oof. Yeah. So, monkey man would um, somehow make his way up to the rooftops and terrorize the homeless people sleeping up there. And sometimes he would even make it inside of people's homes. One person named Eunice woke up in the middle of the night to find this beast standing over them with its hands on their thighs. And then Eunice screamed and their mother came into the room with a broomstick to fight it off. But it jumped out of the window and disappeared before it could be hit. And when they looked out the window, there was nothing. Wasn't there another story recently about broomsticks? Yeah, um, the Australian police fought off yes. uh, Catherine Knight with broomsticks, with broomsticks. <laughs> at a car shop. Yep. Oh, what is it with broomsticks? I guess they're easily accessible. Like, everyone has one. Hopefully. Yeah. But police officers should also have... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Different yeah, story. Should, yeah, anyway. Different story. <laughs> um, another woman named Rekka said she encountered the monkey man very early on in the morning of May 15th when it flew through a one-foot hole in her wall. Oh. She stated that it had the face of a monkey but the eyes of a cat. And I don't really know what monkey's eyes look like, so I, I can't say if they're similar. 
I guess I don't really know what monkey eyes look like either. Yeah. But she, I mean, there must be a difference because she said it had the eyes of a cat. So, Rekka said it burst through this hole out of nowhere and bit her on both her forehead and her fingers in the same instance that it extracted four of her husband's teeth. Oh. So, just snatch some teeth. How charming. Yeah. Uh, an interesting, interesting assault, I guess. Yeah. Another couple... Kesar and Mohammed awoke in the middle of the night to the beast inside of their home and they threw their bedsheet over it in an attempt to capture it, but it moved too quickly and it literally just disappeared. But as it disappeared, it screamed hoo 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 <laughs> before they could get it down and get a good look at it. And I'm I'm assuming that's the monkey man cry, the hoo hoo hoo. <laughs> I don't I don't know how monkeys sound, I guess. I mean, they have all different sounds. Yeah, I guess it depends on the monkey. So this one said, hoo, hoo, hoo. That was his call. It was his terrorizing call. So the same night that um, Kesar and Mohammed encountered the monkey and he escaped from their room, uh, just after midnight, a pregnant woman named Suman awoke to the monkey man's scream. <laughs> <laughs> and a neighbor shouting, the monkey man has come, which sent her into like flight or f- fight or flight mode. And she unfortunately chose flight. She went to go run down the stairs to get somewhere safer but as she descended, she fell face forward down the stairs, which resulted in her death. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her landlord was up on the rooftop that night. And as it happened, she she swears she heard the same scream that caused Suman to panic and flee. Um, so, you know, just another person confirming that, no, we heard it. This is real. This is happening. Unfortunately, Suman wasn't the only person to pass away from the alleged monkey man attacks. As the days went on, mass hysteria began to spread throughout the city. The nights kept coming, and there was nothing anyone could do to keep monkey man from striking again. The panic had set in so deeply that two men on two separate occasions had fallen or leapt from rooftops in an attempt to flee from the mysterious beast, which also resulted in their deaths. So three people ended up dying trying to get away from Monkey Man. Woof. But it's not even clear if Monkey Man was actually there. We know for Suman, Monkey Man was not there. Right. You know, it was just somebody had screamed that he was coming. She fled. I can't say for the other two men, but still three people dying because of this is insane so while local authorities had all men on deck patrolling the streets and following up with those who had spotted or had an encounter with monkey man doctors were also hard at work seeing the victims of the attacker but doctors didn't have much to work with most of the victims that came in claiming they had been attacked by the monkey man truly only suffered injury from trying to escape their alleged attacker 
autopsies of the bodies showed the only harm that they had experienced was self-inflicted, though accidental. There were no scratches, no bite marks, nothing to prove that Monkey Man had truly harmed anyone. In Ruckus' case, a doctor did see her and her husband confirming that she did have bite marks on her fingers and forehead and that her husband's teeth were missing, but when they examined her home and the hole that she claimed that the monkey had burst through to get to her, they noted how unless the creature also had wings, there was no way it would have been able to reach that specific hole that high up without jumping from a terrace nearby, and there was nothing nearby to jump from. Right. They suspected that perhaps maybe the couple had gotten into a physical tiff and they blamed the monkey man instead of themselves just to kind of play into the hype. So one evening, a poor four foot tall mystic named Jamar was out in the woods minding his own business as he performed his rituals. Residents found him and mistook him for Monkey Man. Oh. Yeah. They began beating him up only to realize that he was just, in fact, a very tiny magic man that was not harming anybody. Oh, Yeah. He was okay, but, you know, it's uh, pretty devastating. He can't help that he's four feet tall. Uh, after they'd beaten him, they realized this was actually a man and not a monkey and not a monkey man um they called the police to confirm and the police were like this is just a guy in the woods oh that's so sad (laughs) yeah um but he was let go and he was okay oh okay good yeah yeah i I thought he was dead no 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 he was not dead Um, On May 18th, a van driver was also targeted, and he sustained multiple fractures in another case of citizens mistaking someone else as Monkey Man. Doctors and authorities were totally fed up and claiming that this was just an episode of mass hysteria and that there may not truly be a Monkey Man at all. The low-income, undereducated area of the city... Uh, that was enduring the large majority of these attacks was also experiencing electricity cuts and the heat was growing unbearable leading police to believe that the combination was messing with people's heads and causing people to see things that weren't actually there monkeys have always and still do roam freely through the streets of india so perhaps many of the sightings paired with like the sweltering heat and the dark scenery Uh, were just normal monkeys that had always been there, and people were just mistaking them for being much larger than normal. You know, how heat does that thing and causes, what is it, a mirage? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. Well, you should have been. I guess so. I was in first grade. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, Regardless, this did not stop the rumors beginning to circulate that Monkey Man was perhaps the avatar of a wrathful Hindu god, or perhaps an Indian version of Bigfoot, or a cyborg that could be deactivated by throwing water on the motherboard concealed under the fur on its chest. Oh. Or maybe it was Wolverine. Uh, Dude, if it's Wolverine, I'm there. (laughs) 
So even with news stations on every corner, every night, with cameras in hand, and a reward of 50,000 rupees, uh, no one could capture the vanishing demon monkey. Uh, eventually, sightings and attacks dwindled. One person claimed they watched the monkey man board a flight to Moscow in June, and with that, he was never seen again. Oh. I don't know how he got in the airport. I'm pretty sure you need, like, like a, a ticket and also a passport <laughs> to board uh, an international flight. Yeah. But, I mean, he's also, like, a disappearing and reappearing cryptid, so. Yeah. Who knows? But on an airplane? Who fucking knows, bro? Who knows? So, Monkey Man became a legend, and legends never die. Legends never die. <laughs> legends never die. Legends never die, and gangsters don't cry. That's probably not true. Gangsters, you should you should cry. It's okay to let it out. It's healthy. Um, gangsters don't cry. Flowers don't grow without rain, baby. Wow. <laughs> Bringing you all your... <laughs> motivational quotes today (laughs) yes all right so monkey man lives on through song dance and media the monkey man appears as the center point of the 2009 bollywood hindi film delhi six directed by rakashi um prakash mara i hope i said that right it looks right in the film the creature uh which is called in hindi Kala Bandar, which means black monkey, is used as a metaphor to represent the evil that resides inside of every man alongside his virtues. The film also includes a lovely song about Monkey Man, and honestly, it slaps. I listened to it last night, and I was like, I think the top comment was like, most underrated song ever, and I was like, honestly, yeah, (laughs) this song is sick. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you should just um, look up on YouTube the Kala Bandar monkey man it's great i will uh the music video is a little bit confusing i'm not sure if it's just like clips from the movie because i i didn't watch the movie but um uh it's it's worth watching because it's it's amazing cool uh in 2011 abhishek sharma released a graphic novel called monkey man which is spelled m-u-n-k-e-e-m-a-n where the main character, Monkey Man, is a misunderstood superhero and also the result of a scientific experiment gone wrong. Oh. And that is it. I love that. Yes. So, like I said, I'm not... It was technically on the list of cryptids, um, but it could also just be a case of mass hysteria, but also it could just be monkeys. But I really like it. Me too. I thought it was really funny. Did I tell you my fear as a child? No. I don't know why, but when I was, like, growing up in the house that I lived in when I was a child, there was this tree outside my window, and every night I thought it was a monkey with big hands. Oh my god, yes, you did tell me that. Yeah. And it scared you? It terrified me. I would make my dad sleep in my bed with me. Oh, that's so sad. It. I think it was because of uh, King Kong, actually. But I don't know, because my dad, my dad loves King Kong and all those. 
<laughs> movies. So I would sit there and watch them with them. And oh, I think that that like, just ruined my life. Oh, my God. I love monkeys. So um, I realized that that wasn't, like, the the lengthiest story. So I decided to um, – I decided to look up some monkey fun facts. Oh, yes. Um, all of these monkey fun facts are from – factretriever.com slash monkey dash facts <laughs> because I didn't rewrite them into my own words um, I just wanted to give credit there so I'm just reading word for word alright so first monkey fact fact fact, fact. <laughs> monkeys that live in Central and South America are called New World Monkeys mm. and monkeys that live in Africa and Asia are called Old World Monkeys monkey fact number two a group of monkeys is variously called a troop, a barrel, a carload, a cartload, or a tribe. Really? Say a troop of monkeys or a cartload of monkeys, which is cute. Or a barrel of monkeys. Precious. Monkey pack number that. three. Yeah. Uh, monkeys can understand written numbers and can even count. They can also understand basic parts of arithmetic and even, in rare cases, multiplication. What? Yeah. I don't even understand multiplication. Me either sometimes. Monkey fact number four. On the Yakushima Island in Japan, monkeys groom and share food with deer in exchange for rides. What? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? That is so wholesome. <laughs> so cute. All right, next monkey fact. The smallest monkey in the world is the pygmy marmoset with a body as little as five inches and a tail length of about seven inches. As a comparison, they're about the size of a hamster and they can fit in the palm of a human hand and they weigh the same as a pack of cards. Aww. So cute. So cute. So cute. Next monkey fact. <laughs> <laughs> at the tip of a monkey's tail is a patch of bare skin that acts similar to a human's fingertips it is sensitive to the touch and also has tiny ridges that give the tail a better grip that's kind of creepy i think it's so cute i think that's kind of creepy i love it i'm living for it all right a couple more um raw and cooked brain of dead monkey is widely consumed in China and Malaysia. No, thank you. Just a little snickety snack. To attract a female partner, male capuchin monkeys will urinate in their hands and then rub it thoroughly into their fur. Oh. Get smelling all nice. Get some sexy <laughs> scents going on. <laughs> and our last monkey fact is the scientific name for a gorilla is gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. What? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So cute. All right. I know this is supposed to be a scary podcast, but I just made it really wholesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Here for the monkey facts. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about a cult. Okay. And it is not so wholesome. All right. Well, everybody, buckle up. Get serious. Get serious. Get lit. Get Sit lit. tight. Put your pants on. You know, or take them off, whatever you want to do. Wipe that smile off your face. Wipe it off. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Metamoros cult, also known as the Narco-Satanists. Yummy. 
It's interesting. I'm ready. So Adolfo Constanzo was the leader of this cult. He was born in Miami, Florida to Delia Aurora Gonzalez, who was a Cuban immigrant. Uh, I'm sorry, and he was born in 1962. She gave birth to Adolfo at the age of 15 and eventually had three children by different fathers. Delia moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico after her first husband died and remarried there. Constanzo was baptized Catholic and served as an altar boy, but also accompanied his mother on trips to Haiti to learn about, I hope I'm saying this right, voodoo? 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 No, it's not voodoo. <laughs> it's like, what? But it's it kind of, I don't know, it's V-O-D-O-U. V-O-D-O. As a teenager, he became apprentice to a local sorcerer and began to practice a religion called Palo Mayambe, which involves animal sacrifice. I hope it's not monkeys. It might be. I hope not. I'm about to get pissed. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, while living in Miami, though, his neighbors would complain of dead animals being left on their porch after any sort of confrontations with the family. Ooh. Yep. And then Yikes. his mother was arrested for holding 27 animals in their small apartment, which had floors smeared with blood and feces. Oh, no. <gasps> yep. Gross. Dude, it's hard enough having three animals. Dude, I can't even imagine. And blood and poop everywhere. Ew. No, thank you. That's so gross. No. Um, so, as an adult, Constanzo moved to Mexico City and met the men who were to become his followers. Martin Quintana, Jorge Monte Montez, and Omar Orea. They began to run a profitable business, casting spells to bring good luck, which involved expensive rituals, I'm sorry, expensive ritual sacrifices of chickens, goats, snakes, zebras, and even lion cubs. Okay. So no monkeys, but... No monkeys. The lion cubs and the zebras. Yeah, it's still not okay. No. Uh, many of his clients were rich drug dealers and hitmen who enjoyed the violence of Constanzo's magical displays. He also attracted other rich members of Mexican society, including several high-ranking corrupt policemen who introduced him to the city's powerful drug cartels. Yikes. So now we're, this is where the narco part of the Satanist comes in. Ah. Uh, being that he was bisexual, Constanzo had many male and female partners who would inevit inevitably also become his followers. Uh, Constanzo started to raid graveyards for human bones to put in his cauldron. Um, there was a name for it. I believe it was, I, I couldn't pronounce it, so I just said cauldron. Um, it was like Nagagna or something like that. Okay. Um, but I just said cauldron for the whole thing because I didn't know how to pronounce it and I couldn't find anywhere that had the pronunciation. It's probably easier. Yeah. Uh, before long, his cult decided that the spirits of the dead that resided in the cauldron would be stronger, providing the cult more powerful protection with live human sacrifices instead of old, dead bones. Ugh. Yes. He would torture and kill his victims, throw their body parts in a cauldron, and make a brew, and the members would drink it with the belief that it would make them invisible and bulletproof. Oh my god. Yeah. Ew. It's... it's gross 
That's uh, so gross. Some of them also wore necklaces made of the victim's vertebrae. Uh, so that's just, just classy things. Yeah, just rich people things. Just rich people things. Uh, Constanzo began to believe that his magic spells, many of which he took from Palo Mayambe, were responsible for the success of the cartels and demanded to become a full business partner with one of the most powerful families he knew, which were the Calzadas. When his demand was rejected, seven family members disappeared. Uh, their bodies turned up later with fingers, toes, ears, brains, and even in one case, a spine missing. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh. Um, Constanzo soon made, soon made friends with the new cartel, the Hernandezes. The Hernandezes. The Hernandezes. Um, which were Seraphin and Ilio. Um, he also took up with a young woman named Sarah Eldrete, who became the high priestess of the cult. Oh, that's kind of a sick, like, title. High priestess. Yeah. Thank you. I would be a high priestess of a cult for sure. But right. only if I could have that title. Right. Uh, he also called her the witch. I'm here for that, too. Yeah. Fuck right. me up. Sign me up. Um, Constanzo made Eldrete second in command of his cult and directed her to supervise his followers while he was shipping marijuana over the border into the U.S. In 1988, Constanzo moved to Rancho Santa Santa Elena, a house in the desert. It is where he carried out more sadistic ritual murders, sometimes of strangers and other times of rival drug dealers. He also used the ranch to store huge shipments of cocaine and marijuana. This man's is a savage. I know. Don't want to fuck with him. No. On March 13th, 1989, Constanzo's henchmen abducted a pre-med student, Mark Kilroy, from outside a Mexican bar and took him back to the ranch. Kilroy was a U.S. citizen who had been in Mexico on spring break. They took him to the ranch, tortured and sodomized him, and then was killed with a machete to the back of the head by Constanzo. His brain and spinal column was removed for the ritual. They dismembered him and buried the rest. Aww. It's very sad. That is so sad. Yes. But because he was an American citizen, the United States told Mexican police, like, get on it. Yeah. So police quickly discovered the cult and that Constanzo had been responsible for Kilroy's death. He sought a good... Oh, I'm sorry. And that... Kil I'm so sorry. And that Constanzo was looking for a good, superior brain for one of his rituals. And he was... So that's why they took this kid's brain? Yeah, because he was a med student. Oh, my God. I don't know God. how they knew that, but... Oh, my God. You know. I won't decide. That's fine. Um, officers raided the ranch and discovered Constanzo's cauldron, which contained various items such as a dead black cat and a human brain. I'm sorry, where? In his cauldron. Oh, my God. Uh, Fifteen mutilated corpses were dug up at the ranch, one of them being Kilroy's. Um, officials said he was killed by Constanzo with a machete chopped to the back of the neck while Kilroy tried to escape about 12 hours after being taken to the ranch. Hmm. Up until that point, Constanzo and his cult had ritually killed at least 20 people. Um, this was kind of iffy because a bunch of websites had different things. The most common one was somewhere between 20 and 26 
Um, I saw one that said 27, one that said 30, one that said up to 100. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't find, like, a definitive number, but it sounds like it was somewhere between, like, 15 and 20. Okay. Um, That's a lot of people. I know. Um, But... And clearly their rituals were not working out too well for them. Oh, no. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second, too. <laughs> okay. Um, but Constanzo remained undetected because most of his victims were prostitutes, homeless people, and drug dealers. Oh. Uh, once Kilroy was murdered, again, it became an international issue, and Mexican police were forced to step up their campaign against drug smuggling across the Texas border. On April 1st, a cult member who um, named Serafin, who was one of the Hernandez brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also the nephew of the leader of one of the leaders. I don't know. It, the whole like thing was confusing, but mm-hmm. you know, um, but he drove through a police block. Oh. He believed so heavily that Constanzo's spells worked. So he thought that he was invincible and bulletproof and oh. invisible. What a dumbass. Yeah. Oh my god, people are so crazy. They literally are. Um, so yeah, he thought he was invisible to the police and drove them right to the ranch where they found drugs and guns. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, bud. Yeah. Uh, cult members who were arrested told police about the human sacrifices and within a week they found the 15 bodies. Oh my god. So when police raided Constanzo's residence in Mexico City, they found a torture chamber and a large stash of gay porn. Well, to each their own. Right. I mean, he's bisexual, so... Yeah. You know, whatever works. Then on May 6th, police were going door-to-door in search of a missing child. Um, Constanzo assumed he had been caught and started firing at the police oh, with a no. machine gun. Oh, so he had the kid? No. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> No, he didn't have the kid. They he just thought that they were looking for him. I get it. I get it. And so <laughs> I thought he, he had get... the kid, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So he started firing a machine gun at the police, which led to a forty-five minute shootout, um, and then insisted that one of his assistants shoot him because he would rather die than go to jail. <laughs> well. <laughs> and so there was three of them in this house. One of them killed two of them and then the other one tried to run but didn't didn't work oh my uh, but Constanzo was found dead on scene the rest of his disciples were tried and convicted of the murders Sarah Eldrate was sentenced to 62 years in prison Ilio and Serafin Hernandez were sentenced to 67 but later had it reduced to 50 so I'm sorry he died over a missing child that he didn't have yeah, because the police were looking for him. Like, they searched his house. They knew what he had done. So, oh, my God. You know, they were... He assumed that they were looking for him, but they were looking for a missing child. That is absolutely ridiculous. And so he just started firing rounds at the police. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe they would make, like, people soup. Yeah, that's like that was so gross. Like they would like boil their limbs and their like insides and just like drink it. Ew, dude, that probably that it, tasted so gross. In in one of the articles that I read, the term was foul brew. 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds pretty foul. Appropriately named. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. Don't eat people. Don't kill people. Don't um, start a cult. No, don't do that either. Unless you want to make me the high priest. <laughs> In that case, please start a cult and contact me. <laughs> Just kidding. Freak on a leash underscore. Freak on a leash underscore. My Instagram. On Instagram. Twitter. Yeah, well, we had a short one for you guys this week, but we hope you like it. Yeah, a little short but sweet. Short but sweet. Well, Tay, next week, I'm going to have you do a haunting. A haunting. haunty haunt. Ooh. Well, I'm going to have you do a mystery. Ooh, there's so many different ways that I could take that. But so I excited. I love doing the mystery. Yeah. I think we should definitely bring that one back next week. I feel season. like my cryptid one was kind of a mystery this week. Kind of, but it was still cryptid. Yeah. It could fall under both. It's a mysterious cryptid. A mysterious cryptid. Mysterious. Anywho, you guys can find us on Instagram and Twitter at creepyweegeepod. You can send us emails at creepyweegeepod at gmail.com. Um, you can rate us five stars in the Apple podcast app. That Please would do. be delightful and That'd amazing. Be a huge help. We would appreciate it, and we would appreciate you. We'll give you hugs if you do. Virtual hugs after COVID. Yeah, we'll have a meet and greet <laughs> in the park <laughs> with some foul stew <laughs> or whatever it was called. Foul brew. Just kidding. Maybe I'll bring a monkey. Oh, dude, I went to the beach over the summer and someone had a monkey at the beach. Really? Yeah, I really wanted to touch it, but I didn't want to be like that guy. So, dude, that is so sick. Like, you could tell the guy was kind of trying to, like, he was, like, off to the side and, you know, and a bunch of kids, like, went up to him and he, like, kind of, like, stepped away with the monkey and, like, went back up to the car. I'm sorry, but, like, why would you bring your fucking monkey to a beach if you didn't want people giving you attention about your monkey? I get it from both sides. Like, he intentionally, like, was off to the side, like, off of the beach with the monkey mm. to try to, like, not let a bunch of people see it. And I'm, I don't know, the monkey might freak out. It was wearing a diaper. That's, like, really cute. I know. It was very cute. Ugh, I love monkeys. I almost adopted a gibbon for us. A at, gibbon? At work. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a monkey. Wait a minute. At work? Yeah, I was going to adopt a, a work gibbon for us. <laughs> I don't understand. There's, like, sanctuaries for monkeys that they, like, rescue, and you can adopt one. Oh, not, like, actually own one? No, Okay, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, maybe I'll still do it. You should. Because, you know what, if you can afford to adopt a gibbon or any monkey, you should do that. You should. Because they need you, and they need us, and... It would be really nice, and that monkey would probably appreciate it a lot. (laughs) They probably would. They probably wouldn't know, but I think you can also adopt children like that. Oh, yeah. Like a a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. My grandma used to do that. I have never done that. I think she had an Ethiopian kid. That's Um, an episode of South Park. Starving Marvin. Oh. All they wanted was a sports watch. (laughs) If you can afford to donate to charity or adopt a gibbon or a child, please consider doing so. And if you do, email us and let us know about your experience. Please do, and we'll give you a shout-out on our next episode. Yeah, totally. 
we will scream your name from the rooftop, letting everybody know that you are a good person and donated money to a good cause. And we'll follow it up with a nice ripe hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> not just a hoo-hoo-hoo, a ripe. A ripe. <laughs> with soul. I'm not going to do it yet because nobody's adopted anybody yet. Right. But when you do, you get ready. I'm a hoo-hoo-hoo <laughs> at you, you, you. I love that. Anyway. Okay, I'm done. It was fun. <laughs> keep it real. Keep it fresh. Keep it classy. Okay, love you. Gangsters don't cry. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Bye. See you. <laughs>